0: Father, I just really thank you then in each one of our lives. There is a unique God story, our history with you. And I just really pray, Lord, that as Laura shares with us this evening, the testimony of you in her life, that, God, you would um, give her courage and boldness. And, uh, Lord, even as she shares, that there would just be an unfolding afresh for her of just how faithful you are. And your goodness towards her. So we ask these things in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, cool. I'll see if I can get. Up here. Is that work? Yeah. All right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Drawing balance. Cool. So, um, thank you for inviting me to share, Catherine. Um, I just, before I start, I want to say um, thank you for running these Vision Women Nights. I really enjoyed coming. I've really been coming, I think, since mid-last year. And I kind of wish I'd been coming earlier. <laughs> I really enjoyed it so far. Um, I really appreciate being able to come together as women from different stages of life um, and just be really honest with each other. And I really appreciate it, Catherine, your messages. Um, they're really refreshingly honest, actually. Um, And also the other women that have got up and shared their God stories. Thank you for doing that. Um, And thank you for being so vulnerable, as you shared. Um, I know I was certainly really encouraged by hearing them. Um, So here goes. (laughs) Um, My God story starts from a really young age. And I'm very thankful to my parents for that. And I try not to take that for granted. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Going to church since before I can remember and regularly being bombarded with Christian messages, um, particularly through like all of our videos were Christian. So we had like the Donut Man, Quigley's Village, Salty the Singing Songbook. I don't know if anyone else had any of them. (laughs) Um, They were great. Um, and I responded to an altar call um, when I was six and have always considered myself to be a Christian. Um, I only really understood about having a personal relationship with God after coming to this youth group here at this church, Um, when my family came here when I was in high school. Um, I've always grown up in spirit-filled churches and have always heard many incredible testimonies at church and at home about God working in amazing ways. My parents have shared with me on many, many occasions, and I've witnessed it, about how God has worked powerfully in their lives, even bringing them together um, through a dream, which is pretty amazing. Um, You guys should ask them about it. (laughs) Um, So one example in particular that stands out um, in my parents' lives is my dad used to have a really bad skin infection. Um, In fact, his dermatologist said it was the worst case of this infection that he'd ever seen before. Um, And he battled with it for several years. And I remember it. Um, It was gross. (laughs) And he tried numerous medical treatments without any success. Um, But one night, God showed Dad in a dream um, that he was healed of this condition because he was given this huge dose of vitamin A oil by an elder, and the strength of the oil was 35,000 units, and it was a very specific dream. And when he woke, um, he yeah. immediately started trying to track down this oil, like online. I remember him doing it, and he went into like a health food store, and he asked the manager for the oil, but he was told that you can't buy oil that strong. And then suddenly, as the manager said it, the Holy Spirit came upon Dad. And he realized that it would be God's oil anointing him. And dad's infection was instantly healed, didn't return. Um, It was amazing. (laughs) Um, And I could go on with many examples from my parents' lives, but God has given me my own story. (laughs) So I'll get back to that. Um, I went to a Christian school, Trinity, in high school. Um, But I often ended up in friendship groups where most of my friends actually weren't Christian, which a lot of people who don't go to that school don't really get because they kind of think that everyone there is Christian, but I didn't find that. Um, And I struggled in my first few years of high school to be open about my faith. Um, I slowly gained a little confidence in my later high school years, especially armed with the knowledge of hearing other people's testimonies and remembering lessons from Sunday school and youth group. Um, and I remember looking for opportunities to talk to my friends about how real God is. And I did struggle with this, though, as I didn't feel like I had many of my own personal testimonies to share at this time, which made it a little bit difficult. Um, And church was just kind of a routine and was just kind of a part of my life, and I knew God was real, but it was kind of hard to explain it to other people. And I remember... Inviting um, a non-Christian friend from school once to church here because he was really struggling with me. a back injury from a go-karting accident, and it was affecting his mental health as well. And I didn't have the confidence myself to pray for his healing, but I felt that God kept bringing his situation to mind. And one day I was chatting to him, and we were talking about our weekend plans. And I found myself just mentioning to him about how we were having a guest speaker coming to church. I think it was Mark DuPont. I can't exactly remember. Um, And that he planned to pray for God to heal people. So I invited my friend along and surprisingly he came. Um, And amazingly, God completely healed my friend that weekend. And I think just a little side note on that. um, It wasn't even Mark or the guest speaker that ended up praying for my friend um, it was Martin Richard, and I feel like that was a real message from God for me in that as well, in that he 's the healer and that he can use any of us, not just the guest speaker as the vessel um, and I've only kind of thought about that now, like upon reflecting on that from from years ago and it was really cool because my friend even got up at our year meeting at school that week to tell everyone what God did, um, even though he 'd been like he was a pretty outspoken guy. Um, for ages about how he didn't believe in God so that was really encouraging and I remember another time at youth group we had some guest speakers from Toronto come out and talk to us about how God wants to use us all to pray for healing for other people Um, their teaching was really practical and they even taught us a simple healing prayer to pray Ali would probably remember it um, it was like this healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. I receive this healing now in the name of Jesus. That one, um, and our youth group then went out to Monica to pray for people at random. And I remember approaching a few people to ask if they had pain in their body, which is a really weird thing to ask, um, and then ask if they want prayer. But I didn't really have any success in finding anyone, which was okay. Um, but that night I was talking to a Christian friend through instant messenger online. Um, and the first thing she said to me when I asked her how she was going was to tell me all about her sore throat. So I thought, okay, God, I guess you're giving me another opportunity here. It's nice and safe because we're online. Like I'm not even visually facing her. Um, so I thought, all right, I'll give it a go. Um, and so I told her about the healing prayer I'd learnt, um, today and asked if I could pray for her throat. Um, she was a Christian, but she attended a really conservative church where they don't kind of specifically pray for healing like that for one another. Um, but she agreed to repeat the healing prayer that I shared with her and she instantly felt better. That was very encouraging (laughs) and also very safe that I could kind of do it online um, so maybe, like, social media and instant messenger isn't all bad after all. <laughs> um, and in college, one of my best friends was a girl that also wasn't Christian. And she would tell me that she doesn't believe in God because he isn't good, as how could he be good when he let her dad die from cancer when she was 10? And that was a really kind of heavy topic and really hard to kind of respond to. Um, because I knew how much pain she'd been through and she was still going through that. Um, but I remember she was constantly asking questions about faith. Um, and it seemed like she really wanted to find out for herself if God was real. And she once told me that if God was real, he would let her meet her favorite American (laughs) pop star, um, who happened to be a singer. Um, And he had like top hits in the U.S. and Australia. And I thought, oh, okay, this is like somewhat uncomfortable for me with this ultimatum, as I didn't think it was a very fair thing to ask of God. Um, But she told me it was all she was praying for, so there was nothing I could really do about it. Um, And little did I expect that God would meet her right where she was at. And she ended up getting an opportunity through Dolly magazine to interview this pop star on his next Australian tour. (laughs) Yes, true story. (laughs) Um, And God never ceases to surprise me. (laughs) And I guess moving on to my university days. I ended up actually kind of ironically making a great group of Christian friends at Secular ANU, which I was not really expecting. Um, I met them through a Christian group that they joined called the Navigators. I don't know if anyone's heard of that. Um, And I even met my now husband, Dave, 10 years ago through the Navigators. Excuse me, We were both teenagers. Um, He attended their Adfernavs and he was in the army at the time, We initially met at a few of the NAV socials and then ended up in a Bible study together. And we very quickly started dating. Um, I think the thing that struck me most about him at first was his boldness, especially in pursuing me. Um, I was a bit shy. didn't have a lot of confidence. And I guess you could say he was the opposite and probably still is. Um, And Dave had grown up as a Lutheran. his mum's a Lutheran, his dad's not anything really um, of faith. But he, and Dave wasn't walking as a Christian through high school or uni. And he ended up joining the Navs at ADFA. Um, he kind of copied his older brother who'd done so like seven years beforehand. Um, and he actually met some really great godly men um, who discipled him one-on-one um, and really invested in his spiritual walk. And we're really grateful to them and to the navigators for that. They have a really good model um, in how they disciple people. Um, Dave and I knew quite early on that we would get married. But we dated for a few years as we were pretty young. And we were kind of both in the thick of our uni studies, Dave's army training. He was away a lot. Um, And I guess also just a little side note. Um, For me, something that really was an indicator that Dave was someone that I was going to marry was when I brought him to Vision. Um, So he'd kind of grown up in a Lutheran church, had been discipled through the NAVs. Um, He came here um, on his second visit. We had a fire tunnel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he still wanted to come back. (laughs) So I thought, well, okay. That's pretty cool. He didn't get scared off. And then things got a little tough for us from here on. Um, Dave ended up damaging his Achilles tendon during an exercise. And he battled with this injury through his next phase of officer training at Duntroon as well. Uh, Despite requesting medical exemptions. They didn't give him much time off. Um, Dave and I got engaged throughout this year. Um, And Just before our wedding, he sustained more injuries and was discharged from the army altogether as he couldn't complete his training. Um, It was a really tough blow. So he wasn't medically discharged um, and so he didn't receive the ongoing support that he needed to retrain um, and to cover medical expenses and it took several years before the Department of Veteran Affairs took accountability for what happened and for him to be issued a white card um, which was quite healing for him when he kind of finally got that validation Um, but in the meantime though we got married had a lovely wedding Um, money was a little tight as um, Dave was now unemployed Um, I graduated from uni the day before our wedding um, so I hadn't commenced full-time work yet And Dave just took whatever casual job he could start as soon as possible and then started studying again post-grad so he'd be more employable. Um, He was struggling, though, with debilitating nerve pain um, in his foot, back, shoulder, hand. Kind of seemed to be everywhere. Um, There were times he was unable to do really basic tasks. Excuse me. And for a while, he couldn't even stand up for, like, the duration of worship at church, which was really frustrating. Um, He underwent, like, painful platelet-rich plasma therapy, um, steroid injections, years of physio, um, and then was reliant on high doses of NDEP and Lyrica medication. So I guess it was a really difficult time in his newly found faith in God, um, because life in those years was kind of as tough as he'd had it in terms of losing his career and his compromised health. Um, we are really thankful to God that our marriage was really strong um, and always has been. Uh, but it was certainly a growing time for me in learning how to help a new Christian to trust God through so many trials. Um, I remember one day Dave had even received prayer at church for his injuries and been told that his faith would set him free and that he was healed. So Dave came home um he came home. Um, And in faith, he stopped all treatment, including all his medication. And unfortunately, this was not his time to be healed. And all the pain returned and he couldn't go to work for a few days because he was really unwell from stopping treatment so drastically. And it was really tough to process all of it, um, especially when he and I both know that, you know, God is real and God can heal and God can do the supernatural um, but it didn't happen this time, and I won't focus on all the negative here. But um, fast forward a little bit, and it leads me to another story where um, we were at Bible study, and at the time, our Bible study was run by Simon and Jen Carroll. I go to this church, and Jen felt led by God that night to pray for healing for people, um, and God ended up miraculously and instantly healing Dave's feet. Um, None of the other injuries, just the feet. Um, We were both really starting to learn that we will never fully understand God's ways, but we can always trust in him. And Dave's journey aside, I guess, I was also on my own big journey of trying to understand how God operates. Very big journey, by the way. I'm still um, scratching the surface. But I started my career as a social worker Um, I started in a really positive and light-hearted sector. No, (laughs) not really. Um, I ended up working with abused and neglected children in the foster care and child protection system. Um, And I've done so for the last nearly seven years. And I can absolutely testify that I only cope in this job because of God's strength. I can only begin to describe the pain some of these children and parents and families experience. Um, I won't go into too many examples as I don't want to traumatise everyone but um, there are some moments I'll never forget like taking a young sibling group back into their home to retrieve their belongings after they witnessed their father fatally stab their mother the week prior um, and having to physically remove children from their parents because their parents weren't able to look after them because of their own unresolved trauma um, as well as even the heartbreak of having to be the one to break the news to kids that their foster carers don't want to look after them anymore and they're going to have to go into institutionalised residential care um, because the kids were too hard to manage. And it's really hard to kind of word that. And you know you're going to break their heart no matter how you do it. And I guess having been in this sector now for a little while, I can see how these childhood traumas can really impact on the young people. Um, And I have a lot of compassion for teenagers in particular because you kind of see, uh, particularly the ones that are rebelling and the ones you see in the news and on a current affair. Um, And I guess it's really hard because you see them, you know, their regular suicide attempts or their constant encounters with the youth justice system and you can't help but think, like, where did that all start? Like, their hearts were broken when they were kids. And for me, I've spent many years kind of asking God like how do how do I process all this suffering and how do you allow it and where are you? Um, and I've been trying to read books and listen to podcasts to try to get it. And there's some great resources out there. One that I really, really like is called Hope When Life Hurts Most and it's by Louis Giglio. Um, if anyone's interested, it's really worth looking into. Um, and I'm also really grateful to God for the constant protection that I've experienced in my career so far. Um, a number, of, like physically, um, there's been a lot of violent incidences that I've walked in on, but I've been safe. Um, but also like a number of my colleagues have had to deal with vicarious trauma and night terrors and things like that. Um, and I can say I've never had a sleepless night about work, which is actually quite unusual for me because I've had sleepless nights about other things. Um, and I tend to feel things strongly and I can be an over overanalyzer. Um, I've just done the prophetic personalities course and I'm a feeler, if that makes sense to anyone. Um, And like, don't get me wrong, I've shed plenty of tears and I've had tough days, but I've always really known God's peace. Um, And I feel like I'm always in the right place, doing the right work that God wants me to do. And some days I feel God really, really closely guiding me and believe that God has helped me at times to uncover hidden abusive situations or to save people in the midst of a suicide attempt. And I can say with all confidence that (laughs) pretty much all of these situations have had nothing to do with my abilities. And it's kind of cool to rely on God and see God working so frequently all the time. I really love my job and my work. um, Even though a lot of people kind of find that surprising because they kind of think, oh, that would be really hard and awful. But I love it. Um, but moving back to my current personal life, um, as tough as this next part is to talk about, it was actually the first thing I felt God bring to my mind when Catherine asked me if I would share my God story, um, which kind of surprised me because I wasn't so keen on the timing of it, but, um, anyway, I'll continue. Um, so Dave and I have always been kid people and we both feel that kids are meant to be part of our life story. Um, both now and we have some big dreams about where God is calling us into the future, involving kids in different ways. And before we even started talking about having our own kids, so this was a few years ago, Dave started having some issues with his sleep. Um, he started with a couple of sleepless nights and we didn't think much of it, but then excuse me, it turned into each week, each fortnight, he was having sleepless nights and it was lasting a year or two and it just wasn't going away. Um, And we would pray about it and we didn't know what to do. Um, And then it turned into like full-blown insomnia. Um, And at its worst, he would have multiple nights in a row without any sleep. Um, And for a year, he even had to move into another bedroom in our house because he just couldn't fall asleep in our bedroom. Um, There was something about it, he just couldn't sleep. Um and at the same time as his kind of worst insomnia was happening um I got pregnant and we tried not to dwell on the insomnia and to be positive and just focus on the exciting times ahead and not how we're going to cope if you can't sleep and you have a baby but we tried not to think about that um and just focus on the new life that was developing and we had our first ultrasound and the baby had a strong heartbeat and I heard that was a really important sign that the baby was doing really well and there was a really reduced sign of miscarriage. But unfortunately, at the next ultrasound, our baby's heart had stopped beating altogether. And I was recommended to have surgery. I was absolutely shattered. Um, I was devastated, really, that this was kind of going to be our journey. And this is, you know, you hear about people's fertility journeys and I'm like, great. This is how ours starts. Um, but I'll never forget hearing God's voice so loudly that I actually almost thought it was audible. Um, I was in hospital when I heard it. And he simply just said, do you trust me? Um, unfortunately, this wasn't our only miscarriage and it was really tough to trust God during this time. Sometimes, especially if I'm really discouraged um, I have a habit of trying to, and I've heard of this from Chris Valatin, um, says you need to read through prophetic words that you've received in your life, um, to remind you that God has great plans for your life, um, and what's coming in the future. Um, and so, and, um, I'd have this book, um, that I started and I'd put all my words in it that I've received throughout my life. So I was looking through that, um. And Chris kind of highlights that it drowns out the attacks from the enemy um, and makes you think that things are going to turn out well because the enemy is trying to tell you that they're not going to turn out well. And I particularly found in this time that it was really easy to just focus on the negative thoughts um, from these attacks, especially when kind of in reality life isn't going very well, so it's hard to kind of tell your thoughts and tell the devil, no, 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 it is, and God has good plans when you're, you're not seeing it. Um, and as I was reading some of these prophecies, one really stood out to me. I remember during the very early days of my second pregnancy, I'd come forward for prayer at church at the end of the sermon. Um, I think there was some kind of invitation for people with something like foot or knee pain to come forward for prayer. And I'd been having some issues with like arch pain and getting the right orthotics. So I thought, all right, I'll go out. Um, but it never actually ended up being the focus of the prayer. Um, and again, God working in mysterious ways. And I remember Peter Thompson coming up to me and giving me a prophetic word while I was at the front about God showing him that I would give birth to a baby. And I was really encouraged by that. It's exactly what I needed to hear at the time. Um, I was pregnant, he didn't know it, um, I didn't say anything, but it gave me a lot of hope. Um, I was then devastated and really confused when I ended up losing that baby too. I kind of thought, how could it be possible when I'd received this really encouraging prophetic word um, during the pregnancy, so what's going on God, like I don't get it, um, reading through my book of historical prophetic words I found one in particular that was really significant it actually came years ago um, from one of my friends that I met here at Vision she was an ANU international student from Singapore and she joined our adults group Um, but after she'd moved back to Singapore a while ago she contacted me on Facebook one day completely out of the blue just to say that she'd had a dream about me And in the dream, I was receiving prayer and being prophesied over, and I was also pregnant. And she didn't know what it meant or if it was that significant, but she felt like she was meant to share it with me. And suddenly, it became really clear that God was using this word to remind me to trust him, and that he knew I'd be excited about receiving this future prophecy from Peter Um, and how confused and how upset I would be after losing this next baby, especially after receiving that word. Um, and it just kind of reminds me that our God is a God of great detail. Like he cares enough to do really random stuff like that through a friend in Singapore, through Facebook, just to make me feel better and encouraged. Um, and I'm still like really astounded by how it all kind of tied together, um, and Peter Thompson, a few weeks later, um, actually came up to Dave and I at church and mentioned that he had felt a really strong urge to pray for both of us one day that particular week, um, which he did. Um, and I thanked him and told him that on that day um, that he mentioned, um, I realized it was actually one of Dave's worst experiences of insomnia. Um, in terms of kind of, he'd always kind of managed it okay and he'd never been like super panicked or super anxious about it. He was always really annoyed with it. Um but he was just broken that day because of it. Um and he'd spoken to his boss about cutting down to part-time hours at work cuz he just didn't think he could function. He felt like life, you know, was just so overwhelming because when you haven't slept, you're really stressed and you're not thinking well. And so um, he was doing that, and we both, um, like throughout that next day like and night, uh, we both felt like it was a real spiritual issue, so we were praying fervently, and um, over that next week, I even felt prompted at times to um, wake up at night and go and pray outside Dave's other room that he was in, um, against the insomnia and against any attacks from the devil, Um, And so it was really interesting that Peter particularly mentioned that day that he felt to pray for us as well and how it all kind of lined up. And a few weeks later, I then completely naturally fell pregnant again um, and was actually unknowingly pregnant when we had our first appointment with a fertility specialist. Um, Saying goodbye to her so soon was such a joy, (laughs) as lovely as she was. Um, Life was also turning around for Dave as well. And he was actually miraculously healed from three years of this insomnia and sleep issues the same week that I had fallen pregnant again, um, which is really cool. And I'm still pregnant, <laughs> just to, to kind of join the dots there. Um, I was really sick during this pregnancy. Uh, at my worst point, I was throwing up hourly. I had to have injections, ongoing medication, trying to manage the vomiting and then having side effects from the, the medication. Um, but Dave was doing well, loving work, had newfound energy. Um, I think he was doing really well. They offered him, like, the opportunity of an indefinite kind of short-term deployment in Papua New Guinea, working in the Australian High Commission. Um, he now works for Border Force, which is kind of funny that God's kind of put him back in uniform, which he always wanted to do, and it was a long journey to get there, um, And he kind of very tentatively brought the offer to me, knowing that I was still really sick in my first trimester, um, still kind of at high risk of miscarriage, very fresh memories that things hadn't worked out so well the last few times. Um, But this was such an opportunity for Dave, and I just couldn't let it pass him by. So I thought, no, you have my blessing, you have to do this. Um, So Dave was off to PNG within a few days, um, but I ended up experiencing some of the worst spiritual attacks that I'd ever had before. I was just constantly bombarded with thoughts about losing this baby, not wanting to tell anyone about the pregnancy, thinking I was gonna if I didn't lose it, I was gonna have a stillborn. Like it was all just really overwhelming um, and making me really anxious. I kept thinking every time I'd throw up that the baby wasn't getting nutrients, and um, it was just a little bit scary and overwhelming and. I remember, um, I think God woke me up. I I woke up in the night, I believe it was God, and he told me very um, clearly to purchase a particular um, Bible study DVD series that we needed to run with our young adults group. Um, And he kind of said, run this while Dave's away. Um, This is important. And so I did. I bought it. Um, And it was a study called Spirit Wars by Chris Vallotton from Bethel Church. And wow, was it the exact study that myself and even a few in our group have said that they needed to do at that exact time. And Chris goes into great detail in the study about various spiritual tools to use to manage your thoughts so that thoughts planted by the devil don't end up managing you. Um, And one quote I love from this study is that When you know who you are and when you know who he is, the war is pretty much over. And another one is, it's the Holy Spirit's job description to lead us into all truth. And we just have to let him and we have to take captive the thoughts that are not from God. As James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And this study was pretty life changing for me. Um, it gave new meaning to these Bible verses um, that I've heard many times before. I know songs that go to them from my Christian videos as a child. And I've trialed the practical strategies that Chris has outlined that are crucial in spiritual warfare and I've experienced such peace and freedom. And so has Dave. Um, He's now done the study since he's returned. And um, other people in our group have said the same thing and I kind of wish I'd done the study a lot earlier, but I've done it now and I highly recommend it Um, and we're happy to lend it out to people. If anyone wants it, we have it. And I guess so where we're at now, Dave has obviously returned safely from PNG and... Um, He has gradually reduced his NDEP and Lyrica medication um, to like sixth of the amount that he's been taking over the last four years. Um, I'm currently in my third trimester of pregnancy. Dave told me yesterday that he's feeling a little tired because he overslept. So I think his insomnia (laughs) is well and truly gone, (laughs) uh, which is great. Um, and I was a little like initially apprehensive about sharing, um, some of the parts of my God story tonight, as I thought it would kind of just be much easier to tell this story already if I had my baby, knew the happy ending, knew that everything had worked out okay. But I really felt like God was saying, no, you need to tell it now before you've given birth, um, to show that God is trustworthy, Here I am. Um, Can I encourage you all that he is absolutely worth trusting through anything. He never leaves any of us when we're suffering. And he's always right there with us, whether we understand his ways or not. And he can also have some very creative ways. So (laughs) don't try and box him in. (laughs) Thank you. Would you actually, would you be happy to just pray over us? Yeah. Is that? Would that be all right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you that we can come together as your women tonight, Lord. And I thank you that you have a God story for each of us. And we thank you that you work in mysterious ways. And we pray that we would never box you in or try to understand exactly how you're working and we pray that for those of us who are going through things where we feel like we're really stuck and we can't see how it's ever going to change. Um, it might be years and years of something that we're going through. I just pray that um you would take away those negative thoughts that say that things are never going to change and that life is going to be hard, Lord. And I just pray that you would protect each of us and protect our minds and our thoughts. And I just pray that you would help us to reflect on your word and your promises. Um, And we just know that you are always faithful and you always want the best for us, Lord. Amen.